0: Hey, y'all. Welcome to The Real Woman Factor. I'm your host, Crystal, the empowerment diva. And I am Demetria Murdoch. And we are two professional life coaches talking about real issues happening to real women. And we are unfiltered, honey. This is a space designed to remove all the BS, all the filters, and get real about things that affect us. We want to get you all the way together spiritually, emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, and relationally. Now, before we jump into today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast like right now. Go ahead and click subscribe, girl. That's the way we tell the world that some good stuff over here. And be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Real Woman Factor. Good morning hello 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 we are back yes we are and we are actually going to jump into a series that we'll do called wellness it'll be a wellness series and i'm gonna start off talking about how to balance your life when life comes rushing in like a flood and last week we had a, (laughs) a little bit of a rushing in my daughter was in the background brushing teeth and slamming doors but it just speaks Life, through. we are yeah <laughs> life we are real women unfiltered mm-hmm. <laughs> right and i'm so. um, gonna kind of share some of that i'm gonna pull the covers back in on my life and just kind of talk about um how to maintain your balance how to how to maintain your sanity how to maintain a good balance of mental health when life just comes flooding in. Um, As you all know, and if you don't know, you probably, if you got some age and some wisdom on you, your mental health can affect your physical health. And you have to keep all things, and you're not going to always find perfect balance, but you have to keep them um, somewhat in balance or at least try that balancing act. That's what life is really, right? It's Mm -hmm. about balancing your life all the way around mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally all those things have to come together um, and I think sometimes people get frustrated with that, that word balance because they think balance means equal and balance does not mean yeah. equal it just means it does not. That's so it's heavier on one hand and lighter on the other um, so mm-hmm. I think the word balance gets a bad rap just because people are like well there is no such thing as balance uh, you always have to balance it. they're not equal
1: but they'll mm-hmm. be better.
0: And I think that's the thing to keep in mind during what we're talking about today. We're not saying that all things will be equal, but you do Mm -hmm. have to balance everything at the same time because you can't like double-dutch and be like, okay, now I'm going to be a mom and then tomorrow I'm going to be, you know, an employee or an employer or a boss or an entrepreneur. And then the next day I'm going to actually be a chef and cook for my kids. like, you have to do it all? You know, so equal, but it'll be balanced. Yes. Mm -hmm. Good point. And, you know, life things happen. We we suffer from, you know, we deal with grief. We have loss of, you know, not just uh, physical loss, but we have loss of relationships. And, you know, mm-hmm. there's divorce, there's relationship breakups, there's even job loss that we have to deal with. And all those have their grieving process. Issues with your children. Um, you know, simple things like, oh, my car broke down or flat tire or. You know, the washing machines broke down. And depending on where you are in your emotional spectrum, something even as simple as a washing machine breaking down could cause you to just totally to get all down. the way off balance, right? Because you haven't worked every... It's almost like uh, I was talking to a friend earlier this week. It's a renewing of your mind daily. So you have to go in and almost check your oil every day in a sense to see where am I, you know, on the spectrum? And how do I, what things do I need to do to kind of keep stuff in balance? Um, There's a quote that I I read earlier. Um, It says, when we permit ourselves to go on emotional binges of anger, hatred, bitterness, and fear, there's no dodging it. We must pay attention to the hidden luxury tax of negative thinking. So what's that luxury tax? What's that price? You know, you have the, Perfect right to be angry at some sort of injury or harm or some kind of infraction that someone has done to you or things that have taken place in your life. But you also have the right for that nervous disorder or stomach ulcers that will inevitably follow high blood pressure or, you know, the stress that we have in life. You know, we can end up turning that that can end up being some type of physical um, ramification. And the word disease means what? Disease. There's a disease in your body. So your mental health flows into your physical health. We have to keep all those things in balance, and likewise, vice versa. You know, you have a physical ailment that can also affect your mental health as well, um, and cause you to kind of get off balance. But we have to remember who we are, and keep our inward contact. We have to not let yourself kind of be drawn into the, the, the crux of it, the flow of it. And you have to remember that your thoughts become your life, what you think Mm -hmm. you become. So we have to try to maintain that and just meet people and our experiences at our level and not try to either rise too low or too high um, into that Mm -hmm. and kind of get off balance. So when you were talking about, you were saying like our mental health affects our physical health, let's dive into that just a little bit. So how does that show up? Like, what does that look like when you are off balance? So people know what to kind of look for so like what are the things that can happen so for me in my mind I'm thinking when we're talking about mental health we're talking about your like your emotions and how they show up so how does Mm -hmm. that how does that look like for is it depression is it anxiety you know is it you know post-traumatic stress you're talking about loss so PTSD is a very real uh, mental issue that affects us you know and I Mm -hmm. think a lot of times people don't want to face the stigma of mental health. And we have all these memes that are going around like, oh, self-care is the best care, you know, self-love, take care of myself, you know, and that sounds great and it sounds cute. Um, But are we really doing that? And I'm not talking the massage. Well, sometimes that's all you need if it's a light surface level thing. Like I'm just really exhausted. Maybe I'm going to get a massage, but if it's a deep level thing, the massage may not do you know what I mean? So how does that, what are we talking about when we're talking about like how it shows up? Like what does it look like? Right. You know? So let me pull back the covers a little bit. I had an experience last year with a friend who called with a health issue and the health issue turned out to be a huge health issue. It was cancer. Um, and we, me and another friend were kind of charged with her care because she didn't have any relatives nearby and she had small children. So we kind of took it upon ourselves to kind of triage here, you know, jump in until we can get some family members there to help and assist because she was in dire straits. This is a lady that went from like 160 something pounds roughly to 89 pounds when I discovered her and her home alone with her children. And um, the tumor was visible. That's just how huge this thing was. And, With that came a lot of emotions for her and for her children and for us, because we were like, oh, my gosh, like, how do we help? How do we do things? And it was just we were just literally all over the place crazy, just trying to do things, get people to help her, get her some assistance. Um, But she chose to not get treatment. Right. So that added a whole nother layer of what you were talking about, anxiety, um, depression, because, you know, as a mom myself, I could not understand you know, why would you not have treatment? You know, that was just really just crazy to me. And so it just kind of sent me in a spiral, you know, trying to take care of her, thinking about my own children, thinking about my own health even, and saying, okay, well, what's going to happen with my kids? Because I'm not married, um, I'm divorced, you know, I'm at home, I'm a single parent, what happens to me? So it just, I mean, I really over the course of probably about 3 or 4 weeks just dealing with all that. I ended up in the emergency room with heart palpitations and heart racing and anxiety. And to me, it didn't feel like anxiety. I thought I was having a heart attack. <laughs> mm. And it was super scary because I am just sitting like what how what what's going on? Like what what's happening? I'm literally driving down the road with all of that going on, you know, trying to help a person transition into the afterlife and taking care of my own family and riding down the road and just having all that on me and just my heart just kept pounding and pounding and pounding and it wouldn't I couldn't settle shaking Mm. and not being able to settle down I'm just like what the heck you know So you had a physical manifestation of the stress that you were taking on at the moment and I think it speaks to what I mean just women as nurturers wanting to take on someone else's Um, right because you were doing a favor like it wasn't something that was immediately in your home you didn't have to do it but it's what we do as women all the time right we are nurturers and I feel like that is just our nature to be we just Mm -hmm. nurture and we always want to make things better and your example is a prime example of like a a max level of nurture outside of your Mm -hmm. home someone that (laughs) doesn't live in your home but it's a max it's like the max level of a nurturing example of how we pull right. in to someone else and, and you've added another layer, you know, and it manifested mm-hmm. itself physically in into mm-hmm. your body. So yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a right. Lot, and that's not only myself, in- but the other friend that was helping, she also ended, in, ended up in the hospital for two days with high blood pressure, which she already had, but just mm-hmm. us experiencing this whole thing, trying to help our friend, you know deal with everything that was going on just sent her into a spiral so it was just a crazy so let me just ask the moment what could mm-hmm. you have done differently to not allow that to to help happen like that because if we know that's what we do and we know mm-hmm. that's the kind of situations we put ourselves in what do we do differently to not allow that to happen and i'm not talking about stuff that i'm talking about stuff that we electively pick and take pick up so
1: right what can right. we do
0: and 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 that's where, you know, I said earlier, we have to remember who we are and keep our inward contact. So, and and a lot of times that's hard to do because you're looking at a, like a quick, acute triage type situation. So you throw yourself in, but you cannot let yourself be drawn into experiences on another level's level of thought, the other person's level of thought. You have to kind of meet them where you are. So that kind of flows into some of the things that we would talk about as far as how you find that balance you have to set priorities and set some sort of boundaries as to where your levels are and and initially going into that situation it was like help 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 that was my natural instinct but by probably about four to five weeks in I'm like hold on it's time to put the brakes on I cannot do but so much because I have to also maintain for my own so Mm -hmm. I actually had to put some boundaries on that and and Mm -hmm. allow some of the support that was out in, you know, with the, you know, social services and hospice, they had to come in and take over some of that so that we mm-hmm. wouldn't have that full burden. So you just have so, to again set boundaries. Yeah, you're talking about boundaries. So let's bring it back home, like inside our home, things that don't affect other people, but that are inside right. our home. So like the whole situation, like maybe, you know, if you have a marriage that's, um somebody's causing you anxiety or your kids or something like that. Like giving examples of boundaries inside your space, ones that you can't walk away from, right? Like that situation, you could walk away from at any moment and probably would have made yourself better. You may not have felt better, but if it's inside of your house, I can't walk away from that. So, right. how do we create boundaries when it's inside our home? When we're inside our home, we have to think about what, what our priorities are. What's the most important thing at the, that particular moment? And a lot of times that involves a reevaluation probably every every day. <laughs> you wake up every day and, and kind of say, okay, where are we? What's going on? Mm-hmm. What, what needs my attention at the moment? And we have to be flexible you have to be able to adapt. if you're not able to do that, you'll literally break in pieces, right, <laughs> and you'll notice even like a rubber band, a rubber band is flexible. We have to kind of be like rubber bands, be flexible enough to where we don't break um and that again, we have to set priorities. What's important, you know, like for me, right now, maintaining balance, my kids need my support with school, you know my initial part of the last year was you know getting my health in order. I was focused on getting to the gym and keeping a consistent routine there. And I wouldn't say I left my kids hanging, but I'm like, okay, here's dinner. Here's this. Get your homework done. I'll see y'all in a couple hours, right, Um, to focus on myself. But now I know I need to regroup and say, hey, let's see what we got going on with school because y'all been off the rails here for the last couple months. So now I'm adjusting my priorities. So now, okay, I might need to get up earlier to go work out to make sure I keep my focus on myself, but then also have that time for the kids, you know. Change my workout hours, maybe work out, you know, not as long or do a couple of workouts in the house. Um, That's Mm -hmm. how that looks for me um, in my world. I don't know for you, you could speak to Mm -hmm. your. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. It's It's the balancing of priorities. If we're talking about our mental health as women and how we maintain our sanity, it's definitely, for me, it's expectations. I know you're talking about boundaries, but for me, it's managing my expectations around what it is I expect to happen. Because that's the number Mm -hmm. one source of frustration and mental stress for me and anxiety and worry. Um, It's when we get this feeling of this isn't going the way that I expected it to. So in regards to our kids, I try not to have any expectations for how they're going to perform in school. You know, you give me what you give me. I want you to give me your best. But I don't right. have any expectations around all A's, or you should be an all A, or you. Should, I don't know what you should be, so I try to like be lax in regards to my expectations. You know what I mean? There's mm-hmm. some hard and fast rules, like a clean house. Mm-hmm. I have that, so that's gonna be no. I don't, I don't bend there, but I bend in other places. And I think again, it won't be equal, but it'll always be in balance for me. So I manage my expectations around what i expect from people it's almost like if you don't expect anything right. you will be disappointed <laughs> exactly and we don't that's have right. that that's gap right. in between what i thought was going to happen versus what happened and that's what people kind of get in a pit you know in relationships yep. whether it's i'm dating someone and i expected them to buy me flowers but they didn't and i expected them um you know to call me every day and they didn't you know be clear about what it is you want you know we always say that here on the podcast and when we coach Be clear about what it is you you're wanting from people. Have this open line of communication about what's expected from every, all of your relationships, whether it's you to your boss or you to your employee, whether it's you to your friend, you know, be clear about what it is you're expecting from them in this relationship, in this setting. And then that way it kind of keeps my level of anxiety down. I know you know what I want. So your behavior is going to either give me what I want or it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just managing expectations for me. That's how I keep my level of stress to a minimum when it comes to people and relationships and things like that. So, yeah. And then just being prepared. If you're talking about things that come up out of the blue, like you were talking about the washing machine or your car breaking down again, being in a financial situation, I cannot stress that enough. We all as women have to be. in your life period stuff is going to happen (laughs) you have to just be prepared stop acting like you're not prepared so you know people go into oh my gosh you know i gotta pay my taxes you know it's we're coming into the new year and your taxes are gonna be you know this (laughs) <laughs> like right. you know this you should manage your expectations you already know it and you need to be prepared so that'll take your level of stress down because you work through the scenario already in your mind so what am I stressed about nothing because I've already worked it out of my mind you know what I mean Like that. I'm practical right. so I'm very analytical strategic and practical when it comes to that type of thing because I do not want to be stressed so let me do everything in front to not be stressed so yeah right. that's my right. two things right there yeah. And, you know, when we don't set those appropriate boundaries, like you say, your life can just spin mm-hmm. out of control. You know, yeah. I'm all for going with the flow. I tell my kids, yeah. like, I'm a roll with you. You know, mm-hmm. as long as you roll and I'm rolling with you to you show me something different. So I'm mm-hmm. going with the flow, but within reason, because you just can't be all over the place. And, you know, mm-hmm. when you're all over the place and it's time to really back in. And I felt that imbalance because I lost another friend earlier this year. Um, Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the year. So it just kind of sent me like, okay, here we go again. And Mm -hmm. I'm into this tailspin. And then I had stuff going on with the ex and stuff going on with the boyfriend. And it was just like, hold up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Everybody need to take a pause, you know, just being transparent here. And I started to say, hey, I'm setting boundaries for you and I'm setting boundaries for my kids and for everybody Mm -hmm. that's in my space so that I can have that mental clarity in order to function on a day-to-day basis. Otherwise Mm -hmm. I'm going to be spiraling down into a depression and I know Mm -hmm. what that feels like getting into that dark space where you can't, there's no light, you know, Mm -hmm. having lost a child and dealt with grief, um, in my life, I, I know what that feels like. So when I start feeling that, I now Mm -hmm. know, Hey, ding, ding, light bulb, (laughs) time to pull out, put everybody on pause. Let me go take a little meditation. And let me figure things out and it's time to rebalance that whole scripture about renewing your mind daily is essential in life you have to be flexible you have to be able to adapt and you have to take that time out of stillness and just renew your mind every day where am I taking taking take an account right do a little checklist where am I what's going on today what needs my attention what needs my focus what you know what are my expectations that's really good when you mention that because that's huge and then yeah. set boundaries based on all of that so I was just looking at some statistics and according to like the psychiatric association 1 in 5 women suffers every year from some type of mental health issues such as depression that you just mentioned and PTSD mm-hmm. and women are twice as likely as are twice as likely than men to experience anxiety and this is even more so African Americans, because we experience it in severe forms of mental conditions, and they go unmet because of all the various barriers and biases and things surrounding that. So women in general have a harder time with mental health, but if you talk about women of color, it gets even worse. Um, So Mm -hmm. what are the things that we, knowing that, what are the things that we can do to combat um, or not even come back because I hate to sound like we're fighting something. Because I don't like it. Right. That. <laughs> what are the things that we can do to prepare ourselves for what life is going to? It's adaptability and being emotionally. I like to say emotional agility because it's where you. It's almost like when you listen, like a the like a Buddhist monk. I think I heard it like they observe, mm. and they don't have a response. Mm-hmm. So they observe. Yeah. And they, and they say that that's like the highest level of being when we can experience something and not mm. have an emotional response to it. That's tough right. to not have yeah. an emotional response. But oh, that's like yeah. the highest level <laughs> of like zen that you could ever get to. Like having an experience. Right. I always think of like those movies where somebody's like trying to fight this uh kung fu master and they don't move like Bruce Lee. You know, somebody's right, right, like right. swiping at their face and they have no response. You know, that's right. what we have to kind of think of, or that's what I think of when we're trying to uh, deal with life's issues and keep our mental sanity. So, okay, right. anyway, knowing all of that, knowing the statistics, what are the things that we can do on an everyday basis or even a, um, you know, quarterly basis to keep us in a good mental health state? I mean, one of the things um, that we always talk about whenever we're giving people, you know, some, here's some tips and steps you can take is movement just walking out in yep. outside sometimes i just walk out onto my patio and just breathe in the grass <laughs> mm-hmm. and i think <laughs> or just that's true for so movement and sunlight mm-hmm. those are two things right right mm-hmm. right Yep. add some light you know something simple as taking a 15 minute walk and improve your brain function it's known right
1: mm-hmm. um even
0: at work i will get up you know, after a while, I actually have a stand up desk at my, at my office and, um, I'll pull it up and just stand up for a little bit, just so I can just be upright (laughs) and not just be sitting the whole day. And then, um, just going outside and taking like a 10 to 15 minute walk just around the parking lot. You know, that's like, for me, that's a couple of walks around my parking lot at work. It's a half a mile and there you go. You got some steps in, um, -hmm. but movement is important, you know? Um, and, and if you can't do rigorous exercise, like we said, you know, just simple things, um, getting outside and just breathing fresh air. There you go. Good. Yep. And then also um, another one is eating well. For me, over the course of the past few months, I focused on how and what I eat. Um, I've got a few autoimmune issues that I got going on. So I've tried the Whole30 diet and saw a significant improvement in my energy and mood. And, you know, all of that in turn affects our balance in life. You know, I found mm-hmm. myself not getting too upset with the kids and and not getting upset with the ebbs and flows of life when my health was in check. You know, I'm you putting the right eat, things. As they yes, say. that is so very true.
1: <laughs> yes, that is so very true. Eat.
0: And then our, like you said you about your mental health, our gut health has everything to do yes. with who we are. Our, our yep. gut is our first brain, they say. That's the mm-hmm, first brain. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. And they say that's it. where depression comes from. It comes from mm-hmm. our gut health. So mm-hmm. if you've got some issues where you feel like you're moody or you're having bouts of depression, check your food. You're eating trash. You might want to. <laughs> you're eating trash. And I will say, talk about eating trash. And that's also, it was so funny because everything just went all out of whack. I'm like, you know, I've been eating cake and mm-hmm. pie since Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know, all this sugar. Going to Starbucks, you know, having coffee, doing all this stuff, and then I'm like, "Oh crap, man!" Like I'm, a, I'm, just all out of whack. It's time to pull it in. Time to really you eat eating trash, so you felt like trash. Yes, a, a both. both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eating well is definitely an underrated. Because um, everybody thinks of a diet as i'm trying to lose weight or i'm trying to do something for vanity, and eating well mm-hmm. has everything to do i've been like this mantra has been in my brain for a while it's eat better i'll feel better, and then i 'll live better, and then i 'll begin to thrive um we yeah, you won't be good. able to you won't be able to live a good life if you aren't eating a, a food that's actually nourishing your body because you 'll constantly be in this state of malnourishment eating mm-hmm. food like when you're eating chips and you're eating a bag of chips and you're still hungry it's because those chips didn't do anything to nourish your like fuel you and if you think of food right. as fuel instead of entertainment because food has just simply become entertainment and so yes, we're eating frankenfood <laughs> <Muck these> non-food <laughs> yeah like we're eating these things <laughs> that are made in a lab somewhere it's not even real food and i think one thing regardless of what diet you subscribe to you know you were talking about whole 30 i subscribe to keto carnivore like regardless of what you subscribe to i think we can all agree that you should be eating whole foods, things that are real like real actual right. food not things right. that have like all these monster ingredients like the impossible waffle from burger King. please don't Ooh. eat that shit <laughs> With all the estrogen and soy and all that stuff. Like, what, the, what are we doing? Like, that doesn't even right. make any sense. How are you going to tell me right. this is impossible? Right. We shouldn't eat it. But anyway, don't even get right. me started on that. But yes, <laughs> if you're talking about your mental health and you're trying to figure out, you know, what's going on, if you do feel off balance, you need to check your food first and foremost. Check what you're putting into your body every single day. What is your body? Because it makes you tired when your body has to filter all of this toxic stuff out. Because it doesn't just Mm -hmm. go in there and sit. Your body goes to work getting rid of those things. So it makes you tired. That's why when you eat a big old meal, a big nasty meal, you feel tired. Your body is converting all the energy that it was spending, keeping you alive to now filtering all this food and getting you better. That's what it's doing. That's why fasting works so well. I know this is not Mm -hmm. a diet podcast, but that's why fasting works so well for people and people get all this mental clarity while they're fasting because your body has taken a break from filtering garbage it is no longer digesting food and now it can get about the business of cleaning out old cellular material and all of that all of that like it's taking a break and it's like woo, yes thank you and that's why your brain starts to fire off because it now has your body has energy to divert to doing things like that so yeah what you know your nutrition is really 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 important when it comes to how you feel physically and mentally so Right, right, right. and one of the other things too for me, what I did last year because I knew my mental health was getting off the rails, I knew Mm -hmm. you know, having experienced grief and not dealing with that properly, what that led to in the Mm -hmm. past. So I was like, let me get a therapist, let's try the therapy route. And there's so much stigma around therapy. I was just reading a tweet earlier this week Mm -hmm. and I mentioned it to you. Or this guy posted, he was like, therapists are for people who don't have or are unable to establish a core group of honest friends. So they'd rather pay for help dealing with their feelings. I'm like, man, Mm -hmm. you ain't got a clue. You are. This is so far from the truth. I mean, this guy apparently does not understand mental health, definitely don't have no wisdom at all in life. Mm -hmm. And that kind of thinking creates all that stigma that's around mental health and like you were saying especially mm-hmm. in the black community mm-hmm. and for me after losing my friend i reached out to a therapist um last year losing a friend going through a relationship breakup all that kind of stuff was just again it affected my physical health i'm like okay i gotta get this i gotta get this shit lined up this can't work and even right. as a life coach i know all the techniques i know all the things to do i still need that help and support for myself mm-hmm. to help me recenter and get back in the flow. So I've been in therapy since July of last year, and mm-hmm. I'll probably keep him for a while, <laughs> mm-hmm. just so I can go. I literally just plop down on his couch, and he's like, "What's been going on for the, you know last whatever when the last time I saw him, you know?" And I've mm-hmm. also included my children in therapy. You know, my son was flying off the rails. You know, school all going downhill, emotionally going downhill. We had thousands of run-ins here in the house. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and introduce this to you so that you don't also have that stigma around mental health. And at first he was like, mom, I don't need a therapist. Why do I need to go sit and talk to somebody? And I'm like, you do. (laughs) I'm going, so Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, offer that to you as well. So that you know that you can go seek help, you know, not mm-hmm. only mentally or physically seek help, but you can go get somebody, you know, you go sit on the couch and talk to someone about your issues. And I will tell you after, I think my son's been going since about September, October timeframe, and it has helped him significantly, helped us both mm-hmm. significantly. And in the house, we don't have as many run-ins and, you know, he stops and pauses before he reacts. And all mm-hmm. of those things are just techniques. I was telling him those things. But he wasn't going to listen to mama, right? right. <laughs> mama don't know what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. So let's add a neutral party in to kind of help mediate some of that. And it's helped yeah. him a lot. He's come up with lists on how, you know, how to handle homework. You know, I even got the boy taking showers every day. <laughs> I, I all that a win. <laughs> boys nasty and they don't like to wash their little butt. <laughs> they do not. No, so, they do not. Yeah. that's praise the Lord for that. But I think right. that's really important just your your experience with therapy, like you were saying in the in the, especially in the in the black community people they do not feel that a therapist or a counselor or a psychiatrist, and there are so many different levels, like we were talking, there are people that can prescribe you medication and there are people that are right. just there to listen and actually give you techniques and you have to figure out where you are because there are moments when all you really need is a good girl cry or a good girl pump up or like girl you've got this let's get it together you go out and have dinner have a good conversation or sometimes you need just a coach to help you talk through what's happening and you build this um team of health care you have a dentist you have a a doctor you know you have somebody that styles your hair why would you not have somebody to make sure that your mental health is in order so I think if we look right. at it like that, like that's a team of care for you. And if you look at it like right. I'm building my health care team, you know, like you're really that important. You think Oprah doesn't have multiple people that she calls on for various health things in her life or whoever, Beyonce, Michelle Obama, who all of these women like they when they have teams of people to mm-hmm. care for them. And we should do the very same thing. Like I said, you should be building a team of people to help with your mental Health. And I think a therapist is absolutely okay. I haven't had, I haven't had the pleasure of going to one, but I would want to. It's just really hard to find a therapist that is really good. Yeah. Anyway, I'm really yeah. good. But I think it's really good to have that. And I think we have to remove, like you said, remove that stigma around going to get care. I think it's better now. It's almost like becoming cool yeah. to be like, oh, I yep. go to therapy. <laughs> right. Um, it's like it's becoming a cool thing to, to go to therapy. But you have to remember that there are some people out there who just they're going to still be reluctant. And if you are, then some of the tools that we talked about today could definitely help you getting good food, you know, going outside, and actually getting the sun. The sun you know, matters just as much as the food you're eating. You know, that's why you right. have people in these areas that don't get sunlight. Like in Alaska and Seattle, they have these big epidemics of depression and suicide. Just You know, getting sunlight makes a difference. It seems woo woo, but you could, you know, it helps. And then mm-hmm. getting counseling and getting some type of therapy is absolutely a necessary thing so yeah yes. i like it most important and you know like don't guy let was anybody saying. and don't let anybody tell you that you can't and especially people right. that go to church you'll have this thing of oh just pray about it and i get it i get where you're coming from i totally understand but some everybody ain't at the level that they can pull i feel like prayer is me pulling myself up and some people right. don't have the space the yet or they don't have mm-hmm. the maturity yet to pull themselves up and you have to right. get help. So don't let someone tell you that, you know, your faith should be enough. Sometimes you right. need, like, your faith ain't enough to pull your teeth. Your faith right. ain't enough to, to you know, get stitches. If you had an open wound, yeah. you'd go, go to the emergency room. So don't let right. anybody tell you that you don't show up at the church when you'd have been shot in the arm. You go to the right. doctor. Right, exactly. Yeah, so you exactly. Don't, That's a huge... Don't, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Don't let people tell you that your faith should be enough to, to cover you when it comes to mental health. So, All right, because yeah. people always say, Oh, ooh, child, I just talked to God about my problems. Mm-hmm. Nah, mm-hmm. sometimes you mm-hmm. actually physically have to speak those things out, right, and kind of mm-hmm. put them out on the table and say, Okay, I got some mm-hmm. shit going on here. Right. Let me and start the Bible dealing even tells with us this. that. It says, We overcome by the word of our testimony. So if y'all are yes. reading the Bible and you talking and you're looking at scripture. Overcoming right. by running testimony, that means you need to go out and you need to talk to somebody about it. And talking to your preacher may not be the necessary thing that you need to do. You need to go talk right. to somebody who is bound by HIPAA laws to not divulge any of your information. And you need to be right. talking to somebody that can help you mm-hmm. or prescribe medicine if that's the route that you choose to take. Right, right. And, you know, Good. just like the guy said, having that <clears throat> core group of honest friends does not negate you not having a therapist and that's the other piece you know get out socialize amongst your family and friends and build a tribe i've created a sisterhood of sorts you know you my sister and my other sister ronitra like y'all are my rocks you know i got Mm -hmm. y'all forever right (laughs) we Mm can get mad at each other all right we get over it but i know y'all are y'all are steady But I've also Mm -hmm. created a sisterhood of friends, being a single mom and moving, you know, I'm not far, far away from my family, but I'm about an hour away from my people. So if something pop off, I need somebody who can get to me really quickly. (laughs) So I created a sisterhood of friends over the last probably four or five years that have been tremendous in helping support me. You know, when I went to the hospital that night, you know, I called various people Hey, I'm here, you know, and I didn't call my sisters and my family because I didn't want them to be worried and panicking. So I was like, who can I call? I called one of my girlfriends. She was right there, Johnny on the spot. And she's like me, a single mom, but we just kind of support each other in that way. And she sat there with me until the day broke. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, all right, go get my kids ready. I'll see you in a minute. Call me, let me know what's what. So just having that sort of a tribe, you know, um, there's a quote that says, I believe that the circles of women around us weave invisible nets of love that carry us when we're weak and sing with us when we are strong. Let's lean back, let the arms of women's friendship carry us and help us to know ourselves better and live our lives together. And my mm-hmm. sisterhood of friends have just been that for me to help get me back for, back center. Um, just going out for coffee, sharing my thoughts, you know, provides you know a release for me. And help me kind of get my grasp back onto life again. You know, and a lot of times you don't even realize it. And I, I found this out just with the circle of friends that I have. I get to talking mm-hmm. about, okay, girl, I got this going on, blah, blah, blah. And they be like, oh, yeah, been through that. So let me tell you how to handle it. Right? And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that happened to you? Mm-hmm. And again, that's where that thing, you know, that whole testimony thing, you never know who's been through those think- things. There's another thing too, when you are doing that with your friends, you have to be clear about what it is you're trying to get from that situation. So sometimes Mm -hmm. and I think you and I had this conversation, like you immediately, you were talking about what you were going through. And I immediately went into sister mode of, well, this is what you need to do. And you need to do this. and And for the first time, I don't think I've ever heard you do this to me, but you were just like, wait a minute. I need you to listen to me and not judge me in the moment. Like I don't, I, right? Like now is not the time to talk. I'm telling you something, so listen. And so right. that was that was powerful in that you stood up for yourself to say, right? This isn't the time for advice. I'm telling right. you what I'm dealing with, and I think you have to be clear in your circumstances with your friends. If it's a bit mm-hmm. ses- session, then let's let it be a bit session. But if it's right. you saying. I don't need, you know, advice in the moment. I just need support and, and an ear to listen to where I am. So be because then you'll walk away from the situation angry at the person for giving you the advice. Right. When you should have said, right. Well, I don't need any advice today. What I need right now is for you to listen to an ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think when yeah. we are doing that, when we are in our circles and people shouldn't be offended, just be like, okay, because nope. if you've got really good friends, they'll understand exactly where you're coming from, because yeah, exactly. what we're getting is the secondhand information of what you're dealing with. I don't have right. the experiences that you have that go along with what you're telling me. You know what I mean. Right. So I'm coming in right. from the outside, and I think it's important when we are supporting people not to, uh, unless they ask for. You know, unless it's some egregious mm-hmm. thing like you, like, girl, I'm about to get as man in Africa, twenty five thousand dollars. You shit! Know, that, <laughs> that's what we have to be like. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. We're not gonna listen to right, this. Right, right, um, right, right. But. I think it's important when we are divulging things in our circles to know who we're talking to and make sure these are friends that you can trust with your information and that you've set the tone for what to expect, whether you're expecting advice in the moment or you're just asking for people to listen and be supportive. And I think it's okay to express that again, express what you want so that you can manage Mm -hmm. your expectations around that. So I think it's good, like you said, to have that sisterhood and it's important. I know i talked to a lot of the girls that were in my, um, group coaching and you know when they don't have it they miss it (laughs) it's funny when they don't have because it's a place for you to feel comfortable and it's a place to just release and to and to get accountability and to get all of these things that you're not getting from you know an organic group of people maybe when it's just more structured sometimes you have a, a a place where it can be structured and you know what the purpose is every time you get with these people so yeah that's important. yeah, good so. stuff. Yeah. That's important. Mm-hmm. Like you said, just to again set boundaries within that tribe of yours that you have. Mm-hmm. And yep. um just kind of be upfront with people. Say, girl, can I have your ear for a minute? Do you have space right. for me? <laughs> right. And then holding space for people, that's one of the other things being it. I'm an I'm an empath, right? I I absorb people's energies and I take them on. And so Mm -hmm. it's very important for me to, you know, set boundaries for myself or else I will just dive right in and indulge in all of that drama. (laughs) Right. But it's, it's, but we have to learn how to hold space for people. I had to do that this week, this last couple of weeks, I had to hold space for a person that I never thought I would have to do that for, but because I'm an empath, it came a little bit easier for me. Now my family would be like, hell no girl. But I had to hold space for them because they still have significance in my life and I still love that person, right? But I just can't commingle <laughs> with them on a regular basis. How about that? Um, so I still can hold space for them, still have love for them, still provide that for them and then set proper boundaries around that. So we just have to keep that in mind and remember that as well. Another good way too, and- to, to um, we were talking about ways to help keep us saying is like gratitude and meditation. I don't want us to forget those things. They seem very simple, but they are definitely very impactful when done consistently. So this isn't Mm -hmm. something you do Monday and you put it to the side and you don't do it again until next Sunday and you're like, oh, that stuff don't work. Being consistently um, grateful, almost like uh, methodically grateful and going out and finding Mm -hmm. things to be happy about and be grateful for are definitely um, things that can help you on a daily basis. If you talk about a toolkit that you pull out every day to make sure your brain is sane,
1: meditation
0: right. or prayer and uh, gratitude are definitely two powerhouses that can turn things around. And they don't really change your situation. It just changes how you feel about your situation. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset shift for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even yeah. just coming up with, you know, thinking about the podcast for the day, I actually spent some time last night just in the meditative flow, you know, like, how can I be, you know, how can I let my life be a testimony or a reflective to help others get into position? So I have to sit <laughs> with mm-hmm. myself for a little bit in order to kind of pull all that in. But um, mm-hmm. good stuff, yeah. good stuff good, is stuff, good stuff. That's a lot. So let's do a wrap. I mean, I guess a summary because we talked about yep. a lot, but I want people, I want the ladies to walk away with knowing exactly how they can do it. So I guess I could wrap it up since I'm talking about it. So some of the ways yep. we talked about mental health, Um, And how to make sure that we can maintain that balance in our life is clear expectations, setting boundaries, making sure that we get out and move, getting some sunlight, making sure that you're fueling your body and eating well, socializing and getting with your friends, building a tribe of people that can support you. We also talked about actually getting a therapist, getting medical um, advice, a therapist, a coach. I'm a counselor, psychiatrist, whatever you feel like you need, and gratitude and meditation. And I think that's a good um those are all good points. And they could definitely mm-hmm. all when implemented in a strategic way, they can have a major impact on your mental health and turn things around if right now you're in a really bad place. Because women, we do, we just suffer from this this feeling of hopelessness and depression and and there are levels to it. Some people get Mm -hmm. way down, 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 and it's actually clinical depression. And some of us just suffer from this like chronic low-level anxiety that just hangs around Mm -hmm. all day like gum on the bottom of our shoe. You know, we function, we're we're doing it, we're getting up every day, we're going to work, we have these spots of sunlight, but then we suffer from this like low, it's like a hum that goes along Mm -hmm. in your life. It's always in your ear, but it's like this worry, this fear, this doubt, and this anxiety. And I think that's the most... Um, damaging because we don't always recognize it. It just means like, oh, well, I'm just down or my personality is such that I have that. But I think, um, yeah, doing all those things that we talked about can definitely eliminate that or at least make it less so present in your life. Right, right. Good deal. Good stuff. Well, this was a good podcast. I'm glad we talked about it. Like you said, this is our wellness series. So we'll probably come back on and maybe we'll have, you know, we know so many nurses and and mental health uh professionals that we may have to have somebody come on join us so that they can talk about this again because it's important how we feel that's what how we do everything um and if you don't feel well you definitely won't live well so it's it's at the top physical and mental health are like the one things that we have to take care of before we do anything else yes cool Well, nice. Well, we will chat with y'all next Sunday. Be sure to like, comment, post, and give us some reviews on whatever uh, platform you're listening to this podcast on. Be sure to review so that other women like you, like me, can find us. And yeah, until next time. Until next time. I know. Bye. 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 Thank you for hanging out with us today. I know you enjoyed today's episode, so tell us how much. Leave us a comment and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single thing. And remember to follow us on Instagram at TheRealWomanFactor. Thanks again, ladies, and see you next Sunday.